Welcome, Kat. Um, this is just a quick sort of mini successful fashion designer podcast episode interview. And I wanted to get you on the show to talk to you a little bit more about what recently happened with your guys' brand, Solstice Intimates and AliExpress. Mm-hmm. So can you just kind of quickly introduce yourself, your guys' brand, and then talk a little bit about what went on recently with with AliExpress? Sure. Um, my name is Kat. I work with Solstice Intimates, which is a handmade luxury loungewear company based out of Phoenix, Arizona. Um, we... Basically, what happened was we we have a pretty substantial grassroots following uh, via Instagram, and we frequently have some of our followers send us, you know, copycats or designs that are similar, and sometimes they're off-base, and sometimes it's great, and we recently had one sent to us from um, a follower that gave us basically a video of what was going on on AliExpress, where a pair of our ruffle short designs had been knocked off which isn't abnormal. What was abnormal about this one was the use of our photographs to promote the products. Which is insane. So, I mean, <laughs> yeah, that's, that's crazy. That was hard. And, and, you know, there was some Photoshopping done to change the colors. So, you know, in our photographs, the um, ruffle shorts were kind of a rosy color. And then the one they had, they were green. Okay. So the way AliExpress kind of works for people that aren't familiar is it's, it's basically like Amazon of China. You know, it's, it's a bunch of different vendors that send under the blanket of one company. Right. So there were actually six different vendors on there using our designs and our imagery to sell products that were marked down to just the most, <laughs> to like $2 a pair, like a number that we can't even figure out how it's possible to manufacture something, you know, safely and kindly for that dollar amount. Yeah. And so, okay, so you found out because one of your followers sent you the a video of what was going on. And then what was the next step? I know I found about it, out about it because I saw it come through your guys' feed. There was a ton of people mm-hmm. sort of rallying to support you. Um, and, and so what was your first plan of attack to sort of figure out how to resolve this? So we operate on different levels depending on the situation. Like if this is a small local person, we ignore it completely because you don't want to bring attention to someone that's doing something that you're doing. Mm. It's just silly marketing. But when it's a big company and you're trying to get their attention, putting them on, on blast, so to speak, so that you have more people kind of in your corner drawing attention to what they're doing wrong can work in your benefit for them to get a hold of you. There was, we had submitted a formal, um, you know, inquiry with them, but it's, it's a huge business. I mean, I imagine they get hundreds, if not thousands of those a day. Mm-hmm. And um, I was reading in the, the comments on the Instagram post that the, the copyright protect, I mean, I, and the fashion is just such a fuzzy area with any of this, but mm-hmm. the copyright protection law, especially for them, just like stealing your photos, it's one idea to kind of knock off a design. Like I, you know, it's unfortunate, but there there's, it's just such a fuzzy line with protection in the fashion space, but to then steal your photos. Um, and there was a lot of discussion about the, the protection law in China versus the U S. So do you know anything right. about how that works? I, I don't. I do know that you can manipulate imagery to a certain degree for it to be then considered a new image. I don't know the difference of that, the United States versus China, so to speak. I know that they were very receptive when we basically did it, you know, a cease and desist to, to take them down. Those are our imagery. And 
for us, using that imagery was basically promoting the product as if it was a solstice product, Mm -hmm. which is kind of where that becomes a little bit more in our favor, especially with those kind of guidelines and laws in the United States, because they're, you know, it's it's fraudulent at that point. They're selling under the the idea or the microscope that it's, it's a solstice intimates item when it's not, and we're not affiliated. In fact, the model did not, you know, didn't to have the imagery used. The photographer didn't, the brand didn't. So I think for them, I don't know how heavy the legal ramifications could be, maybe nothing, but I think for them, it probably isn't worth it at that point to even let it continue, which is why the imagery was pulled once we drew a big enough attention to it. So did they, did you get their attention on Instagram or you just sent them a cease and desist, cease and desist, cease and desist? Uh, (laughs) Why am I saying that wrong? (laughs) It's, it's one of those words. (laughs) Yeah. Um, so, like, where did you guys actually wind up having the conversation? Because I know you said that you got it resolved. Did you have it to get on lawyers? Instagram. On Instagram. You got no, their attention on Instagram. they DM'd us. Yes. Yeah. Oh. Their marketing team DM'd us on Instagram. We went through there, which is kind of the weird power of this, like, new age marketing tactics where, you know, you don't need these big corporations and lawyers and, and people to to kind of steer your marketing campaigns. Um Social media has made, you know, that kind of marketing this really powerful way to to touch people, which I think is what happened with us is, you know, your followers become almost like friends in a way. And they they look to you and and they stand up for you, especially when you're a small company, you know, it's just as little. And we just happened to hit the right, you know, the right market at the right time um, to you know, to blow up, so to speak. So we've been really, really lucky and we've had really great people kind of keep an eye out for us, which has been pretty cool. Yeah. Is this um, one of the the sort of biggest issues you guys have dealt with as far as copycats go? Oh, yeah, for sure. I think this is like the biggest one anyone would deal with. I mean, like I said, when we talked a little earlier, you know, you deal with this on lots of levels from small designers that want attention and see your design and go, well, if they're doing it, I can do it. Sure which those are the ones that you don't, you know, you don't pay so much attention to because that happens. People are inspired by each other and that's fine. And then it moves up the ladder and kind of goes to these like trendy chain stores um, where they knock off smaller designers that they find on Etsy or Instagram to kind of be like, well, this is popular. So we're going to do this Mm -hmm. on a bigger scale. And then it moves up to, you know, the Amazons and the AliExpresses and these, these companies that do this mass distribution worldwide. And that's, you know, those are, those are the big dogs that are a little bit harder to deal with. Yeah. So as a brand, um, you know, what are you guys seeing as sort of the best way to, I mean, obviously you can't, you can only, you can only prevent so much. And at some level, like we've said, fashion is not, you can't really copyright anything. And so, Mm -hmm. you know, what are you guys doing proactively to maintain the engagement with your audience to keep them as loyal customers and keep them shopping with you as opposed to going to, you know, AliExpress or any any of these trendy stores that we may find here in locally? I think that's probably a multi-part answer. I mean, I think the way that we keep them with us versus going to to bigger chains or these giant corporations is the level of intimacy in our customer service. I mean, we're the only lingerie company that I know of on this scale that you can send a note of your exact measurements and have something made 
to fit you perfectly. Like we genuinely care that the stuff is quality and fits well because women, men, people are just not built in, in one standard size. Right. So you're not going to get that level of care uh, from AliExpress or from, you know, one of these trendy chain stores. It's definitely something that, you know, we pride ourselves on and probably one of the most important things to the brand is that when we get a letter or an email from someone that's not happy about something, we we go beyond to make sure that it's fixed because that's not, that doesn't make me feel good. Yeah. You know, to have someone else not feel good about themselves. So I think that that keeps people with us um, and has been kind of our, you know, our, our gold ticket in the pocket, you know, is that we care enough about people. But as far as prevention is concerned, you know, you can't, you can't prevent people from copying designs. I think the best way to avoid that is, you know, the designer, Natalie, um, she's constantly releasing new things all the time. So we retire stuff. We bring new stuff in. If something gets knocked off and it's a, it's a point where we can't stop it, it's gone. It's off the website. There's nothing we can do about it. Mm. Sometimes it's worth the battle. Sometimes it's not. Sometimes, you know, we've had situations where we've made things and unbeknownst to us are similar to someone else's and they messaged us and we've taken it off the website and then sent our followers to them. Mm. You know, like this person did it first. They're really wonderful. We want to support this small business. If you are interested in this product, go get it here. I mean, it's, you, it's about the way that you handle all the different situations because there's not, I don't think that there's one direct way to do this because it's, it happens on such a you know a spectrum. Yeah, but I love the way you guys are looking at it. Like you're looking at it as building relationships on two levels. One with your customer to keep them loyal and like you said, going above and beyond in the customer service, which you don't get, you know, when you go shopping at a trendy or a big box store or especially AliExpress. Um and then second, like even which is so cool, but even like taking your quote unquote competition and being friendly with them and building relationships with them because at the end of the day, this is a two-way street and it doesn't have to be all cutthroat about the competition. So you can refer no, people to them all. and vice versa. And I think that just builds stronger brands for everybody. Yeah, and, and we do try to do that as much as possible. We don't follow other lingerie companies just because you don't want to be, you know, accidentally influenced. Mm. But we, you know, like I said, we have been in a situation before where we made something that we thought was new and someone else did it. They did it first. Their brand was smaller. And, you know, it felt important to us to, you know, treat other people the way that we would like to be treated. And so, you know, the, the product was removed and we sent everybody there and, you know, we have good relationships with those people. And, you know, if there's a, there's a certain, there's certain things where you can tell that people are inspired and inspiration is great. Everybody grabs inspiration for different things. And then there's, you know, signature things that certain brands do to set themselves apart design wise from other people where you don't see, you know, like for us, it's the specific way that we use the elastic, we use a fold over elastic, but we don't use it that way. We use it flat. That was mm-hmm. a signature thing from Solstice. So as you see that with other brands, we kind of are, you know, it's a little mental note of like, I see you, but that's fine. You know, <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's okay. It yeah. happens. It's, yeah. It's, you know, you go in, in like protection mode when it's some of these bigger companies, because, you know, not a lot of people did a lot of work to make this successful. So it's not, you know, it's not the same as when a big box store does something like that to us. 
Right. But then I think that's just where you focus on the customer service and the relationship that you have right. with your audience. And that's where you can stand out in a big way. I agree. And, you know, the truth is, is we don't know how long that stuff was even on AliExpress. Mm. Could have been two days, could have been six months. It, yeah. it didn't impact our business in any way. If anything, the people that bought that to try to, you know, save corners because maybe it's a little bit more in their price bracket, you know, I feel bad that they got something that wasn't up to standard. Right. And uh, that's kind of the hard part is that we we hope people understand that it's not the same thing. It's not made the same. It's not, you know, it's not probably not the same materials. It definitely doesn't have the same TLC to it. So we just hope that, you know, people that did buy from there, that they understand that it's not a reflection or a representation of us as a brand. Right, right. Um, because it, in in the extent that this situation happened, it's like the customer was genuinely being misled about what they were purchasing. Absolutely. It yeah. wasn't a situation where it was like, look at these cool ruffle shorts. It was they used our imagery, our models, our studio shots. I mean, yeah. it was very misleading. Yeah. Um, well, it's pretty cool how you guys handle this as a company and a really awesome small business. Um, and I think the other thing that you said that I'd love to just kind of reiterate and point out is the fact that you're like, you know what, we just focus on putting out new designs and new designs and new designs. Um, yep. And it's like you at this point are you you just keep creating new trends and coming up with with new things. And that's one way to just keep it fresh. Um, and yeah you know, keep yourself relevant. Uh, yeah. I mean, that's how, that's how we view collections. I know a lot of companies do collections based on seasons mm -hmm. or, you know, that's just not kind of how we operate. We, we decide what we want to make and, you know, if we need a change or we see a trend that we want to kind of make more affluent, then that's what we go for. And it's been, it's been pretty great for us to kind of rotate out new things. We change colors all the time. Um, and I think that that is something that people who follow us can look forward to is that it's not like you're just getting white cotton underwear forever. Right. You know, it's, it's the colors rotate, the styles rotate, the cuts rotate. So it helps us for sure. Yeah, I love that. Um, awesome. Well, thank you so much for chatting about this and just kind of shedding no, of some light on, on what's going on and how you guys handle it. I, I really admire sort of the, the approach that you guys take on this. Um, where can everybody find you guys and learn more about what you're doing? Um, we are at SolsticeIntiments.com or our SolsticeIntiments on Instagram. Uh, they can find us there. There's links to everything on the Instagram as well. So feel free to follow. And whenever you email or DM, you talk to me. It's, it's a pretty tiny team. So I love it. We're there. We're there awesome. to answer questions. So Awesome. Thank you so much, Kat. Of course. Thank you for, for including us. 